0: You're listening to Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable, made for the people who want to make the most out of their crypto journey with the mission of breaking down barriers to mass adoption of blockchain technology. This podcast is brought to you by the folks at Ferrum Network. All information in this podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided in this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other advice.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Crypto at the Firm Roundtable. Please welcome Taha and Nick. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Brilliant. Yay. I'm so excited to have you both here because there's so many great things that we can talk about. Um, and what I would actually like to start with is um, a most recent announcement on our Telegram uh, channel. And guys, by the way, link in the description if you're not joined yet. Uh, make sure that you do it. Um, we've introduced our community to the Ferrum Gateway. Now, Taha, what can you tell us about it? Yeah, this is a product that actually is funny enough that, um, you know,
2: Nick and uh, and the rest of the team has been really pioneering for a long time that our our ecosystem of different solutions that we've put out over, over the years, staking, bridge, um, and very leaderboard even, they're sort of segregated. Like, obviously, they're decentralized apps and DApps, but it should be easy to find them. It should be easy to understand all the things that Ferrum does. And this is sort of our vision to kind of bring this into... Uh, a Ferrum hub in a sense, we call it the Ferrum gateway. And uh, we chose this name because we think of it as a gateway to the entire Ferrum ecosystem. And that includes not only our own products and services but in the near future, we're going to be able to list staking pools and farms and open staking and uh, various bridge interactions that we've had even with our partners and our ecosystems. So we're really excited about that. The first version has gone out today Um, the the first major improvement since our initial prototype that we launched. And um, you can go out on gateway.ferrumnetwork.io today, and you can connect your wallet, make an account. Uh, If you want to register email to get updates, click on the profile icon, do that as well. And it's just the beginning. There's a lot more to come. So I'm super excited about this product.
1: Nice, very nice. Nick, do you want to add anything to that?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, what Taha said at the end, um, this is just the beginning. There's so much more to add here. Um, I mean, that's that's so true. I think, you know, with, you know, our pre-sale system, everything we do at Ferrum, we're just, we try to make things as easy as possible. And I think that's been one area in which, you know, the barrier to entry um, from, you know, a tech standpoint has been a little bit convoluted. And so we're really trying to make that a little bit more streamlined. And I think the gateway is going to be really, uh, Crucial in that, and like you know, having a place where you can go check all of your vesting schedules and like when token releases are going to happen. I think that's something that our community has been wanting for a really long time, and that's something that we're going to be adding as a feature to the gateway. But basically, just being able to access all things Ferrum in one central location is really going to make the adoption of Ferrum and all of our products much more accessible, and also. Give people a better understanding of all the different verticals that we're actually uh, attacking. So I think it's, you know, it's going to be a cornerstone of of what we're doing over here.
1: Yeah, it really does sound like it's a major component, you know, to, to the whole Ethereum network ecosystem. Um, and it's literally just the beginning. And like, again, we are not stopping at all. Um, now, we've already mentioned the adoption in general. And um, the problem on layer ones uh, with the blockchains is that um, building on those chains and, uh, it, you know, it is quite difficult Um and what is Ferrum Network actually doing about it to, to, to overcome that?
2: Yeah, if we kind of exist to overcome it. That's the whole point of Ferrum to exist. And, and let's dive a little bit deeper into what these problems are. Of course, you can spend like an hour talking about them, but um, in just a few minutes, uh, let's look at some real world scenarios where these issues come up. First, you have to recognize uh, sort of the pioneers that have set the stage in this area, and Ethereum, Bitcoin, obviously being the first one, and Ethereum coming out with a Turing-complete language that allows you to really create whatever that you can imagine um, was was mind-boggling for you know the blockchain industry as a whole, and crypto was revolutionary uh, to all the economies that have built on top of Ethereum and and uh, have been enabled since then, right? So that inspired. Uh, other solutions, when the scaling problems of Ethereum started to come into play, when Ethereum got a lot of traction and gas fees went from a couple of cents to over $100, all of a sudden people realized, oh man, this is this is a problem. And Ethereum engineers worked to solve this, right? They did their best to solve this. But as you know, when software gets bigger and more complex, even whether it's decentralized or centralized, it has its own set of nuances. Changes take a bit longer to implement. Uh, consensus takes a bit longer in order to which changes to prioritize and implement, right? Um, and things get more complex because one change you make could have an upstream impact on a lot of other dependencies that are related to the software. Now there are smart contracts built on top of Ethereum. So they cannot just like, it's not as easy as Bitcoin just making a chain and launching it for, for a chain like Ethereum. They also have to think about all the projects they've built on top of it, all the applications they've built, how will they be impacted? So it becomes more complex. This is why you see other chains coming out, you know, Polygon building on top of it, BSC building on top of it, and then other non-EVM compatible chains like Algorand and Solana coming and building on top, uh, uh, like their own separate layer one networks to solve these problems. But the issue comes along where as a developer, you have to learn a whole new set of nuances when you're building a new network. Going from one EVM compatible network to another is not as complicated. But going from something like BSC and Ethereum to building on Algorand, it takes some effort. Now Algorand has some great use cases, but learning how to work with AlgoSigner, it takes some learning curve. Learning the fact that Algorand has built their own programming language called PyTeal, right? Which like, it's not Python, it's not Teal, it's their own variation. So learning that takes some effort. So where Ferrum comes into play is our unique value proposition being build once and deploy everywhere. So by building on the Ferrum network, what you'll be able to do is build the smart contract of your application one time, and you'll be able to deploy it through our quantum portal technology on all of the networks that we're integrated with. You don't have to understand how PyTL works or how Rust specific on the Solana side works or how Casper's version of Rust works or how to integrate with a specific smart contract on Harmony, which is not fully EVM compatible. We take care of all of that. You'll just need to learn how to build on Ferrum which are already making super simple by partnering with the Polkadot ecosystem. We'll get into that a little bit later, and it will be a smooth ride for you. Maybe, Nick, you can set some light on what this means for projects who are looking to deploy on these networks and maybe talk about from the project side what your thoughts are and why this is impactful.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to touch on one other thing before jumping into that, though, too, is... Um, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of these networks exist and their, their, their ecosystems are, are strong, but they're lacking adoption because of the fact that they're isolated, right? So, um, and for the reasons that you gave, right? Having to learn an entirely new language is not that enticing for a developer who may know Solidity really well to want to jump over into some new ecosystem and build over there. Um, so that's kind of where this build wants deploy everywhere Thing comes in with Ferrum, right? And with infinity swap, this is our um, uh, cross chain aggregate, multi-chain aggregator, I should say. Um, that's kind of interoperability 1.0, right? Um, interoperability 1.0 is being able to bridge or swap assets across multiple networks. But that's, you know, that's great, right? That's the stepping stone to true interoperability, right? But that's not true interoperability. Uh, that's just being able to bridge and swap assets and, and uh, across networks, right? So what's true interoperability? Well, we're calling this interoperability 2.0, and we believe that we're positioned position to usher in this age of interoperability 2.0. Uh, and that's when you can actually transact or, or bridge arbitrary information, data, and messaging across networks. When you can deploy a smart contract on one network, where you can build a smart contract on one network and deploy it everywhere. So infinity swap is actually the predecessor and the stepping stone to the Ferrum mainnet. Uh, And I don't think this term has been used yet and I'm super excited to drop it, uh, but we're calling this infinity layer, right? So you've got uh, layer ones, you've got layer twos and you've got layer zeros, which we'll get into layer zeros when we talk about Polkadot. So layer one is a network in which you can build decentralized applications on, right? A layer two, is a side chain of a layer one, right? Something built to solve the problem of scalability. Um, Now a layer zero is a term that maybe not everybody's familiar with, but there's only a couple layer zeros that are like true layer zeros in the space right now. And those are Polkadot and Cosmos. Layer zero is a network, a blockchain in which you can build other blockchains on top of, right? So the Ferrum mainnet doesn't really adhere to any one of those three things, right? It's like, well, we're not just a a layer one where you can just go build D apps on. We're not a layer, we're not a solving the scalability issue and we're not um, a layer zero in which you just go and build other blockchains entirely on. What we are is we're a network in which you can build a a smart contract and deploy it everywhere. So I like to think of things in uh, like um, visually, right? And the best way I could, we, we could visualize this is the infinity layer, right? We build it once and we deploy it everywhere at all places right? Infinite. And the possibilities are truly infinite with something like this. And the quantum portal engine that's powering that is going to be the, uh, you know, the, the, the engine behind infinity layer. So super excited about that. But I mean, the, the use cases, like you were asking Taha, uh, they're, they're incredible. Like imagine being able to stake your assets on one network and, uh, and withdraw your rewards on a different network or being able to um, borrow, on one network and pay that loan back on another network. And, you know, and that's just scratching the surface, right? There's so many different use cases for this and I'm really excited to see what projects um, start, built, start utilizing this. And I'm sure people are gonna come up with ideas that we never even thought of. And that's the whole, that's the beauty of this space.
1: Oh, absolutely. It sounds so powerful and honestly game-changing. I am not going to lie. Um, And Taha, you actually mentioned um, one thing. Um, You mentioned Polkadot. And can we just expand a little bit on why did we choose actually Polkadot?
2: Yeah, that's a a great question. Thank you for asking that. We've had a lot of that question actually come from our community as well. And folks that are looking into some of the announcements and material we've put out, um, so it starts off with some some background, right? So the founder of Polkadot, Gavin Wood, he was actually one of the co-founders of Ethereum, was the first CTO of Ethereum as well. And I'm, I'm personally a big fan of his work, so are all of us here at Ferrum. Um, when he started Polkadot, he was actually working on the problems of scalability in Ethereum 2.0 at Ethereum. And when he realized that it was going to take quite a bit of time to get those through the consensus mechanism and to actually get them deployed, Um, there's a decision to be made. Do I stick around for this? Especially in a decentralized world where you don't have as much control over the roadmap um, or in some cases, just better to start from scratch, right? That was sort of the starting journey of Polkadot. Long story short, Polkadot has now come to a place where you can deploy a blockchain using the the company behind Polkadot is Parity Technologies and they've built a framework called Substrate. And the Substrate-based framework allows you to deploy a blockchain Within 15 minutes, I personally have like initially when we were evaluating this, this is what blew me away because we were looking at multiple options to evolve the next iteration of our main And I personally deployed a blockchain within 15 minutes using the substrate-based framework and was able to do transfers of data from one account to another. And that's extremely powerful. Um, of course, that doesn't mean that you're, you, you've got a complete functionality of what you're looking to do with your blockchain, but a basic underlying layer of how to secure this blockchain, which is... An issue, every new blockchain is going to run into like, how do I avoid the 51% attack when I have so little holders, when I I don't have enough traction? All of those issues go away by partnering with someone like Polkadot. But most importantly, there's the alignment of vision and messaging. Polkadot, if you ask Polkadot, what is Polkadot? They always share in their messaging. And this is something that Gavin actually had quoted about uh, in the initial days, that Polkadot is a bet against chain maximalism. And what Ferrum Network is doing now is we are joining their bet against chain maximalism. We don't, we recognize the giants and the Goliaths who have set the stage and the foundation for a company like Polkadot or Ferrum Network even exists. And and we, we definitely, you know, salute all of the work that they've done in the past, the Bitcoins, the Ethereums, you know, uh, Polygon, so on and so forth. Our work now has become to make, every chain successful. Of course, those chains have to provide their own values. They have to provide their own unique value propositions. But our purpose has become is like, how do we make it easy for projects and developers and community members to interact with these chains? Polkadot was a really good use case for this because it allows us to not have to reinvent the wheel of securing the network. It allows us not have to reinvent the wheel of the frameworks that are underlying to just build a basic blockchain infrastructure and allows us to focus on the interoperability part of the things that are our unique value proposition. And our unique value proposition can be from a technical standpoint, dialed down to the fact that we're bringing the concept of Turing complete blockchains to interoperability. So in a way, Turing complete interoperability. So what, which is why I love the name that Nick actually came up with and shout out to Nick for coming up with these crazy names. Uh, that that blow you away. So this infinity layer concept is extremely powerful because what is a Turing complete blockchain? It's essentially an infinitely um, creative blockchain where you can like really create whatever you want through infinity layer and us bringing Turing complete to uh, interoperability. You literally have no limit as to what kind of interoperable multi-chain applications you will build. And we will make it really easy to do so. Um, And if you're already working on the Polkadot ecosystem, it will be super easy for you. If you are not working on the Polkadot ecosystem, we will make it really easy to work with whether it's EVM compatible networks that you want to integrate with, or even if you want to integrate with any non-EVM compatible networks. So that's sort of some of the reasoning behind Polkadot. Um, And yeah, we're super excited uh, about this decision and we think it's going to be really, really impactful to the crypto community as a whole.
1: Wow. That was, that was, that was in depth. That was great. Thank you to her. Cause, um, you know, like there's probably a lot of people out there that, um, struggled, you know, with understanding some of those, um, aspects. And I think that you've explained it perfectly well. Um, brilliant. And, uh, one final question probably, cause, um, we obviously don't want to bore anyone here. Um, but one final question, what can you tell us um, about the quantum portal? Yeah, quantum portal is actually
2: an, an incredible product. It's uh, think of as quantum portal has two uh, unique concepts, right? So there's a quantum portal core, and then you can think of the tentacles of the quantum portal, which are the quantum portal smart contracts that are deployed on smart contract enabled networks and uh, quantum portal programmable interfaces that are deployed on non-smart contract enabled networks, right? So th- those tentacles, whether it's a smart contract or a programmable interface is the same thing. They live on each of the networks that we integrated and the quantum portal itself is a core entity that runs within the firm node. What is this quantum portal? Think of it like a wormhole or a black hole that sucks in information from all of these networks. And this information, as Nick mentioned, could be uh, data, could be value, could be something we can't even think of right now. It's made in a generic fashion that is future-proof in the sense of if you create something, like I don't think people thought of NFTs when Ethereum was like first kicking off. Like maybe the concept was there, but it wasn't like fully visualized and like how they were going to be used and how CryptoKitties was going to come out and how there's going to be a game like network being built on it. Like those are things that weren't fully, um, sort of uh, fully composed thoughts at that point even. So we've built this in a future-proof manner that whatever it is that you want to be transferring or keeping track of the state across multiple chains, you will be able to do through this really powerful Quantum portal concept that will be within the firm node and the and the firm node infrastructure. Um, I'd love to hear what what Nick is excited about the quantum portal because I know um, you know you 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 farm on some of the networks that I don't even know the name of. You're on the deep end of uh, of DeFi, so what's your thought on on something like quantum portal? and How does it benefit someone like you, and why are you excited about it, Nick?
3: Yeah, um, no, great question. I mean, I think it kind of goes back to the whole idea of um, these isolated networks right now, you know? And I think this is another reason why we're, we're, we're choosing to build on Polkadot. So I, I'll touch on that real quick as well. Um, you know, Polkadot offers a solution, they, they set out to offer a solution to the interoperability problem, right? Um, most of these blockchains are operating independently of each other because of various reasons, but a lot of the, these reasons are security reasons, right? So like being able to allow trustless communication between blockchains was something that was super enticing to us. Uh, And now we're kind of bringing it through the quantum portal. We're bringing that trustless communication that Polkadot established for blockchains within the Polkadot ecosystem to other networks outside of the Polkadot ecosystem. Um, And I I think that's super, super exciting. And so when you think about like the implications of that, that and you know to how you bring up like farming like for me like i love when like a new network comes out and i find out what their DEX is or you know what what some DeFi protocol is on their network and i go and i add the rpc to my MetaMask and, and i you know I'm one of the first people using the network over there feels like it you know kind of like on that cutting edge well i think you know with with the quantum portal we're really going to allow for the like greater adoption of these networks that may be a little bit isolated right now and being able to, you know, farm on one network and pull your rewards out on our, on another network, stake on one network, get your rewards on another one, Lo- uh, loan or borrow on one network, pay it back or receive payment back on, on another network. And like, you know, I uh, said, it's future-proof. Like we didn't know that Facebook was going to exist when the internet came out. We didn't know that, um, you know, the uh that the, the, you know a lot of things on the internet or instagram whatever you, you like we, we had no idea even the world wide web you know right but um and with crypto like it was what crypto kitties and and things like that clogging the blockchain and now we're talking about metaverses and whatnot so um i think you know we're gonna we're still scratching the surface of what we can do with crypto and i think this is going to be a huge catalyst into uh like, a lot larger things that we're going to be able to do with crypto.
1: I love this. And uh, I learn from you guys every single day. And those videos, I think, well, you know, whenever I check um, uh, comments on YouTube, I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one um, that's learning from those videos as well. And I'm just thinking that maybe we should just rename the series to like the Ferrum Academy, you know, with Tahe and Nick. Um, but um, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with us?
2: I think there's just, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you're looking at this video for the first time, and if you're interested in technological solutions that are innovating, what blockchain and Web 3.0 is going to look like in the future, you do not want to miss some of the gems that we'll be dropping over the next few weeks and months. Um, if you're following the Ferrum Network token and the Ferrum X token as well, uh, you definitely want to subscribe because we're dropping some serious gems that are, um, I mean, I can't wait to share this information with you, some of the stuff that we're cooking up. Um, and yeah, I would say that's probably the the most important thing right now is looking out for some of the updates, uh, because once we announce these things, um, if you're not the first to hear it, you're definitely going to be kicking yourself. So um, yeah, that will be my last, last words, I guess, on this.
3: Yeah, I guess, and I, would, I would say that, you know, we're really positioning ourselves to be something a lot bigger than what, um, what, what people have seen us at as of recently, right? Like, um, Ferrum's often looked at as a service provider and a incubation platform. And, you know, I think people are gonna be really surprised when they see this trajectory of Ferrum over these coming months. Um, like, man, oh, I thought they were, weren't they like a launch pad or something? Or like, didn't they just like do it doing, they do like a lot of staking services and like all that stuff's not going away, right? But like where we're heading is much bigger in terms of infrastructure for the industry. and I, And I want people to understand that because I think like Taha said, like once, you know, you're going to be kicking yourself if you're not one of the first to understand that. And then they're like, "Well, they they put out the roadmap, like they they said this coming." And then when it happens, you know, I, I just I want I want people to understand the gravity of, uh, of of what we're building over here. So, um, just change your perspective on what Faram is because uh, things are changing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. We're not. We know. We know. We're not aiming for the moon. We're aiming beyond. Um, so that's that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Taha Nick. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you for sharing your knowledge um, and your great energy as well um, with us. And thank you very much. Absolutely. Take thanks care. so much. Charles.
0: Ferrum Network is a pioneer in ushering in the era of interoperability 2.0. Ferrum Network's mainnet nodes and related infrastructure will bring value, data, and functional interoperability to every chain in the industry. Ferrum also specializes as a multi-chain blockchain as a service DeFi company, adding deflationary mechanisms, token utility, and advisory services to projects across the crypto space.